Welcome to the 39th meeting of Junjo Club. It's been a bit because I've been bad about posting episodes, and this is an episode the world most definitely needs. In today's meeting, we talk about printing your favorite drink and a global phenomenon that everyone should be getting behind, K-pop. For any questions, comments, or if you'd like to rant on something important to you, email juntoclubpodcast at gmail.com. This is Junto Club. Junto Club. Welcome to the 39th meeting of Junto Club. Junto Club is a podcast that was formulated by me, Michael Petnati, Shu Zhang, and Matthew O'Brien as a means of largely staying connected following our graduate school experience. But it's based on the experiences of Benjamin Franklin and his friends back in the early 18th century, where they formed a club for mutual self-improvement. So every two weeks, month, or week, or whatever time period we decide to get together, we discuss philosophy, news, politics, and various other things that interest us as a means of better understanding the world around us and ourselves and each other. So well, so today's main topic is K-pop, but uh, and Jake Christensen is here to talk about that as our <laughs> resident expert. But Shu likes to start. Ep- <laughs> but Shu likes to start these episodes with a quote. So Shu, take it away. All right. So um, today's quote is from Warren Buffett. Actually, I think uh, I think the sayings I, maybe not original from him, but well, a lot of people attribute attributed to him. So the quote is: uh, "The early bird gets the worm, but the second mouse gets the cheese." End quote. Classic. So, so basically, just wait for the first guy to die and then take the cheese off. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Is that how he got all his money? Exactly. <laughs> he just waited to see people make bad investments and then, or like, waited to see people like fail and then mm-hmm. invest it in. Well, I mean, I guess I'm trying to figure out what, it, like, the investing aspect. I mean, it, it's still like, like, it's definitely a good quote, just in the sense of, like, if you want to take it, like, one level of abstraction, like, where it's, like, okay, see where people fuck up and then, like, don't make their mistakes or, like, you know, but, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I guess I, I don't necessarily see, like, the immediate application to investing, though. Mm. I, guess, I guess you could argue if you... Like if you only take, if you take really risky investments, that's kind of like the first mouse, right? And like, yeah, you have your potential payoff, but if you're doing that multiple times, the chance you get screwed, like it's really high, right? Like if you keep doing risky things, eventually you're going to like get bit. Mm-hmm. So maybe he's just saying like, you know, don't let, it could just be, don't be too risky in a very simplified way. Or it could be like, literally like let other people take like the crazy risks. And then, you know, if it works out, follow suit, right? Follow you don't suit, need to yeah. be the first person who bought Bitcoin at a dollar, right? If you bought Bitcoin at a hundred dollars, yeah, you're still, you know, rich, right? Something like that. So, yeah. But not as rich as in the person again, of $1. That's right. true. That's true. But so, you know, for yeah. everything that works out like that, there's nine that fail. So, right. Yeah. So, so I think uh, he talked about this in the context, I think about business strategies, about 
when you're starting a business, right? I think he's like saying about like if you're on the first one in your category, for example, like Google, right? Google is not the first search engine, right? No ones before it all fails, right? Uh, I think Google is probably the tenth, uh, and then first Facebook is not the first social network, right? You already remember now, you know. What's, what's the iPhone one? wasn't the first smartphone. Yeah, exactly. So it's been like always like uh, the frontier of the business. You some is have a higher chance of getting killed and fail, right? In like I think this is kind of interesting to startup investing. Uh, to me, is a lot of startups like they when they pitch like investor when they say, "Oh, we I'm we are the first of doing this. Like first company doing this. Like no no one is doing this, but we are the first. When they they all they all something called like, what you call it something advantage like it's advantage like being the first right because you get a customer and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I forgot the name the, the term for it, but competitive. But actually, when you or... yeah, not competitive advantage. Well, that's, yeah. Like early something advantage like because you're the first mover, first mover advantage, right? So our startup try to claim as first mover advantage, but when you but in this kind of cautions us as the first mover actually is not really a good advantage, right? You might actually be the first one, like as you mentioned earlier, the first one you could be like first one get killed because you are in the frontier in the front, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. The second anyway. group, yeah. yeah. Later, people can learn from everything you did without having to pay the costs, exactly, and then sweep in. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. It's definitely a trend that exists. <laughs> Something to keep in mind. Yeah. Second, just being a second mouse. So, so basically, if you have a good idea that no one's doing, you should tell someone else, "Hey, you should do this." Like I'm giving <laughs> you a head start, and then exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, because uh, idea is cheap, right? Uh, execution is what matters in the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do like that's a quote I like. Where's that from? This from I heard it from somewhere else. I forgot. <laughs> I'm just gonna attribute it to you. Okay, good. And, uh, I'm gonna post it places and be like, Shu Shang. I paraphrased from someone, so yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. So okay. that's oh, yeah. quote of the I day guess. done. Yeah. So speaking <laughs> of startups, I guess uh, startups uh, right now actually there's an interesting startup I want to mention. It's called Kana. I think. uh you can see it on canna.com, like C-A-N-A. And um, you guys look at it, right? What do you think? So I looked at it briefly. And my main thing is what can it actually make? So so the idea on Canna is pretty simple. So the, the idea is that you have a machine that counted almost similar to the size of a microwave. And home can make any drink you want. You just press one button get any drink you want coke mm-hmm. like cola it, of course like uh, uh a wine and iced tea uh sports drinks anything you want basically just one machine can make any drink you want so mm-hmm. when they want like to say canna actually is coming from the origin you, anybody know the canna what canna means canna is the original i think the city where jesus turn water into wine mm. oh, so, they, okay, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so right. i think that's uh they, they name it canna so it's like turning water into wine that's i think that's when the original story uh idea kind of uh, inspiration come from and, and they now they can do 
instead of just wine, they can, oh, we can do actually any drink. So they put Jesus in this box and he just makes anything for you? Exactly, exactly. Uh, all right. <laughs> so like, I mean, some of these make sense, right? Because so the, yeah, the basic pitch is they have like actually all the ingredients separated out, right? And it's like, okay, you have sugar, you have flavors, you have alcohol for your alcoholic drinks and stuff. And I could see how you could make sodas and some other stuff, but like wine? Yeah. Like wine has a lot of ingredients in it, right? It's a very complex drink from yes. fermenting grapes. Is How does that work? Surely they don't so, have all the ingredients yeah. separate out. Is there like a wine cartridge that's like I, the base and then they add some more sugar or alcohol as you need? I bet you it's just grape juice and alcohol. Exactly. <laughs> and they just mix it and there you go. And you're like, oh, this is wine. So – so here's, uh, I think, the original inspiration of the company that talk about, I think, is, uh, they talk about is the, originally is based on paper. A paper a study that the guy, one, the, the research paper basically did a study on like, okay, what's the compound that actually made wine taste like wine, right? What's wine is actually made of? And then when the paper basically drill down, it's, it has only eight elements, eight molecules or eight compounds that you only need to combine them and you get actually wine, right? So, because 90% of wine is water, right? Like, or 98%, most of them is just water. And then the, the ingredient actually, you you say it's very complex, many, many elements, but most of them doesn't really matter. Only the essential one actually just like eight of them. If you combine them, you actually get wine, mm-hmm. right? So, so this cartridge, so when I do it, the cartridge actually have 80, I think it's about 80 compounds. And if you combine them in a different way, you get almost an infinite drinks, basically. So mm-hmm. wine is just one of them. Mm. Uh, I could sort of, I could maybe see that you could approximate a bunch of different drinks with like these 80, com- like, you know, as you exactly. say. But I mean, how many drinks are you actually getting per cartridge? Uh, it's a month worse. This, I mean, I, I'm not sure. If, of course, if you drink that every, I'm not buying every, that. <laughs> if you drink that every single minute of the day, of course, it's not going to be lasting long, right? I made, I don't know, maybe 30, 40, 50 drinks, maybe. Now, how many cocktail are you going to drink a month? <laughs> Depends on if you're alcoholic, I guess. I don't know. I'm definitely would be interested in try it, right? And like mm-hmm. I said, I'm sure like there's some like cocktails and it's like simple soft drinks and stuff. It could do like perfect. I would expect it could do very well, but I'd be very interested in trying its wine and some of the more complex drinks, right? Mm-hmm. And being like, how well does this really match? Yeah, I feel like all the winos are just like, how dare you say it's They're, only they clearly yeah. they would clearly be offended and would oh, yeah. you know accept it. I would be I would be fair. I would be willing mm-hmm. to try it and see like does this actually taste good enough as like real wine or not? Yeah. Of course. I'm yeah. not too hardcore about wine, so So yeah. yeah. So what I like about this company is that I think uh so here's no it's one thing that I really like about it is they realize that 90% of any drinks is just water, right? So, and then we spend so much energy, environment, like the CO2 emission to ship them around. Like you, you go buy Coke cans, right? And these are shipping from one, uh, you know, across the country, across the state borders, right? Because you just, but most of the time you're just moving waters around, right? Mm-hmm. But if you have these, actually, you don't really need to move all those water from, right? You can get, you know, just get those compounds and then just make the drinks at home, right? So it's, mm-hmm. I, I guess that's an environmental uh, perspective. Like, <laughs> yeah, 
So my looks like you have something on your face that you want to say. Well, I'm just thinking like the taste of this may change depending on your the county in which you live, right? If you're using local water, so uh, you know, well, like, uh, <laughs> as long as you don't use spring water. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's uh, basically what I was like. I mean, like there are definitely places where your water is not going to be good, and you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I'm curious about like the filtration they use and stuff like that. Cause I don't think it'll be sold in Mexico. So that's yeah, probably... yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, your standard burrito filter, right? Like yeah. does a pretty good job of making any tap water taste good. So I'm sure you could either use that to pour in or they probably have a filter in it. Right. I, that's probably not too big of a deal, but this isn't. Oh, well. So one thing to note though is this isn't the first like make your own drink device, although it's definitely the most flexible. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like that. What do you mean? Not, not, what do you mean? Go ahead. Well, people have been having like make your own soft drink machines, right? That do like carbonated, like, and they'll have sodas and like fruit, like fruity beverages, right? Yeah, those but, have been around for a while. But I think they are combining flavors together, right? But not they are not combining. They just molecules, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah no, this drink. is like this is taking it up a level, right? Yeah. Like, so you have a lot more potential things to make, not just like a dozen drinks or so. Yeah, but I don't know. I never really saw the make your own drink things at home kick off that much. Mm-hmm. I'm just not. I feel like I think the technology is good, but I'm just concerned if the vast majority of people might be like too lazy and don't mm-hmm. even like just don't care about buying a bottle or something. Yeah. Uh, but I guess you don't need you know if you get five percent of the U.S. to buy it, that's still a shit ton of people. So, mm-hmm. but yeah. I don't know. There's just some. I feel like there's. I can't describe it, but even in myself, I can feel like a mental barrier to like wanting to like set this up and use it, even mm-hmm. though the idea sounds good. Because I feel that like makes it, sense. Yeah, because I feel like nothing would taste exactly like I'm not going to get a Coca Cola from this thing, right? You know, I mean, like. Oh, you you, you can you can get Coca Cola, but it's gonna like, it's not gonna brandy as Coca Cola, but it's gonna taste very similar. It's gonna taste like it's a what Pepsi? Is that all it's gonna be? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't want Pepsi. All right, I want a Coca-Cola, goddammit. We got but, some uh, Atlanta area residents here, very passionate about our authentic Coke. But... In, in theory, they, like, in theory with these molecules, they could make it like a McDonald's fountain Coke, right? Oh, Ooh. see if they do that. That's, uh, that's now, hanging. If that's that was hanging. a... If that was an option, like the the like fast food fountain Coke, which does taste better for some reason, I don't know it, why. It does. I don't know. I, I love. I like fountain soda better out of all. Like, like give me a fountain soda over bottled can, any of that stuff. So if it tasted like that, then I'd be like, all right, it might be worth the what eight hundred bucks. I think I looked it up. I think it's that's how much it's worth. Yeah, uh, five ninety nine. The first, if you know, first ten thousand. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's like the special deal though. And if you're not one of the first ten thousand. Though, yeah. Are they actually going to sell more than 10,000? I would be surprised, but. Yeah, not sure. I don't know. It's interesting. It's very interesting, but is this going to be the first mouse, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like they're, they're innovating on this tech, but is the world ready for it? I don't know. Yeah, Jesus was the first mouse, all right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he died. He did. Yeah, that trap got him. That trap got him, man. You know, <laughs> uh, CEOs at a meeting. We just really need to avoid crucifixion here. <laughs> okay, so which one of us is buying this though? So we can test it out. I think Shu should do it. He's the one who seems to be yeah. gung ho about it. I don't... If Shu invested and bought in every crazy company he told us, he'd be broke. All right? <laughs> <laughs> he'd be in big bad. Yeah. Exactly. 
No, I don't. I don't drink. I don't drink. I don't drink that much. So it's probably not good for me. I only drink like water, tea, coffee a little bit. I don't drink wine that much or alcohol beverage. Yeah. Yeah, it, it can't make milk, which is a big part of my beverage diet. So uh, I'm not oh. sure. I think you might be able to make milk. Might be able to make milk. It wasn't might, in the list could, of things. I mean, look. I mean, what's ninety percent of milk is water, right? That is true. Yeah, milk's also got like fat and protein and other yeah. stuff that's not in most beverages, right? Yeah, like, yeah. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure if he's able to make it, but uh, it's possibly. Also, this is first generation, right? Can I want, you know, in the future, they can do a lot of stuff. And I, I would be interested, like, if they sold a cartridge that was like, that could actually produce like 80 cans worth of Diet Coke, and it was worth, like, it, what you paid to get that cartridge was worth, uh, like, to cost less than 80 cans of Diet Coke, I would get it. Just yeah. because I drink enough Diet Coke to justify that cost, so I uh, you'd, yeah. burn, you'd burn the machine out. It would just not be. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, that's what I mean. Like if I could just like essentially pour Diet Coke out of my faucet, like and then I, I mean it would save me literally probably like hundreds, hundreds of dollars a year. So Mike well, needs like so. three of these on the counter, pouring yeah. Diet Coke constantly. Yeah, yeah so I, you mean you mean hundred dollars a week, Michael? Uh, yeah, yeah that's, and occasionally that's you can do vodka and Kogan Kogan rum, I guess rum and Coke. Uh, yes, yes. Well, I, I wait. I, that's about all I drink. So, what? Shoot, do you know how much it costs to like run this? Was that what do you mean? Like, like the cost to get your new cartridges cartridge basically the cost of what you can expect to pay like oh everything i think uh no 599 is for the machine i think cartridge is free and they ship it and like, whenever you're almost done with the cartridge now the reason they the cartridge is free because they charge you per drink actually mm. so that's something they're working on right now so uh so that's why the machine is not expensive right now so if you i think a soda maybe it would charge you 25 cents per drink basically yeah i mean that's like so it's not zero cost i mean what's your average can 50 cents maybe less if you bulk really buy them in bulk i don't know yeah i don't know i'm just saying this i mean it's kind of interesting just how they do it right? it's kind of in the business uh how they do the strategy now how they pricing is it'll be different interesting yeah. too because if you drink wine all the time i guess they need to yeah anyway they, they need to somehow to um balance like okay what's the how to charge you uh, when per use instead of like charging a big machine. Like, I don't know if you just, yeah. Right. So per use is an interesting way because on one hand, if they can directly compare the normal per drink price, they can drop it and make people be like, I'm saving money, but yeah. I feel like they can still collect more per use and probably like buy new cartridges. Right. Cause if you had to pay like a hundred bucks for a new cartridge, people might be like, Oh, this is like too pricey. But if you've used a hundred, you know, drinks out of it, and they're like somewhere between one or two dollars per drink. You might be like, "This is a you know, this has worked out." Yeah, I don't know. No, the one thing I think wish they did is sell. I want. I wish they could sell you. Send me a bottle of their diet coke and wine, so you could taste test them before you know you spend hundreds of dollars. No, yeah, that's exactly. kind of defeating the purpose, right? Then the whole purpose <laughs> is not to ship waters around. It defeats the purpose of the invention, but it could give you confidence that you'd actually want it before you buy it, right? Well, you can probably return it if you don't like it. 
right? It's, it's only a small box, right? It's not a microwave, right? You buy a microwave, you return it if you don't like it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If they're really confident that their drinks like are good enough, I think they should sell like a few of the major like things like that. But mm. so, I, yeah, I Go was ahead. just going to say, I agree with Matt. I want to know what tastes like Diet Coke and then maybe I'd do it. So Jesus 20... didn't have a free trial, guys. Jesus didn't have a free trial. <laughs> <laughs> just buy. I disagree. Just buy. I mean, yeah, it's not Fortnite. I guess uh, it's Fortnite first night. People that like to try their things out, like machines out first, right? It's not like early adopters, right? So I guess. Mm. And also, um, have you guys, you guys watch Star Trek, right? I've seen no. some of it, yeah. It, this is what I, <laughs> are you talking about the thing that assembles food? Yeah, that did, what's your call? I don't know. I oh, didn't watch called, that much. I think a lot of people mentioned call about this night the uh, replicator on Star mm. Trek. It did make me think of that. <laughs> but it, it makes sense doing it with drinks first, right? Because with drinks, you just mix everything yeah. around right you don't have to assemble the molecules into like a structure to give it the right texture and shape you just throw it together yeah. in water mm-hmm. so exactly. i was like oh this is like this super easy version of that star trek thing that lets them make any food they want exactly yeah cool all right well, it doesn't sound like anyone's going to buy it, so we'll just have to wait. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not any of us, but, you know, some people will buy it. Mike, start putting out Craigslist ads for if anyone's going to be like, I'm willing to buy, like, give you $10 to try Diet Coke from this machine. That's true. I probably should. Do. Uh, yeah. I mean, with my, like, I'll just get someone, like, I mean, with through Craigslist, I'll get someone who's just looking to poison people. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I guess another thing I'd like to mention, another interesting business strategy of Canada is that they, they want to make it into a platform. Now, similar to YouTube, you can create any uh, videos you want, right? So in here, you can actually create any drink you want. Like maybe, maybe for example, like Jake, you know, it could be a, a I don't know, creator of any kind of drink. So you can like try different compounds, mix it together. It became a, a Jake cocktail, you know, stuff like that. And then, you, and then people can actually... Uh, if people like actually drink nectarine like uh, per use, right? You can get cut too, right? You can actually share the revenue too. So, and that that's another interesting thing to do. So they 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 could like they, they I think they try to partner with like, influencers and stuff like that. Now you can create any kind of drink, then bam, you know, you're making a lot of share of revenue too. So I could use my own homemade ingredients in it. Exactly. You know? I mean. Yeah, exactly. You, actually, I don't think you even need homemade ingredients because you can get, I think you probably can make your homemade ingredient from those AT compounds. So I wonder just, if they can make psychedelics. So that would be cool. Huh? <laughs> I'll add my own molecules to it. And you're like, this tastes a little weird. And I'm like, salty, right? And they're like, yeah. And a lot of copper too. And I'm like, yeah, it's blood. And <laughs> there's a lot of stuff in there, guys. You're like, oh my God. Get yeah. this machine away from him. <laughs> yeah, imagine that. That's what people will do with it. I mean, you know people are going to do that. Yeah, people are going to buy this thing, and they're going to try to test. And they're going to put crazy shit in it and be like, let's try this. Like a jizz soda. Let's try this jizz soda or something. You know? and you're like, oh, my God. You know, it's a protein shake. And you're like, oh, God. <laughs> people will do it. I mean, you know, I bet Yeah, you. exactly. <laughs> All right, I'll buy one. <laughs> all right jake's on it then <laughs> but you don't want to mike. test anything that i give you <laughs> yeah, mike mike you can be the dummy yeah, <laughs> yeah i just yeah 
I just want Diet Coke or Pepsi. <laughs> to be fair, machines that make Diet Coke at home already exist, right? They just give you the concentrate syrup and add you you add car- carbonated water or whatever. But mm-hmm. that is true. I guess I yeah. I just the I, I don't. I've never investigated if fronting the money for something like that is worth it or if the taste is comparable. So I probably should. But just because I do waste a lot of money on soda. So. <laughs> All right, we'll be on to next one. All right. So, all right. Oh, go ahead, man. I was going to say, well, there's an obvious topic that we could bring up since that's happened since the last time we talked, which is, you know, the war. But do we actually want to talk about it? Do any of us have meaningful opinions to give? I mean, loose lips sink ships, Matt. All right. (laughs) Loose lips sink ships. The Ukrainian Navy is doing their best. That's true. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) What do you mean? What are you talking about? It's just a joke because I don't think they have a navy, or at least it's not <laughs> involved in this war much. <laughs> right. their, na- their navy is fishing boats. Mm. If they have it, you know, if there is any. But yeah, I think. I... Yeah, go ahead. No, you go. Uh, I think one thing I observe is that when I see like, people like, oh, uh, like, I think a tennis match, right? I think uh, some American, whatever, just like, oh, I, I, I don't want to play with. Like boycott these uh, tennis players from Russia or something. I don't want to play with uh, this Russian player. I feel like that's, that is just like this off. Because, uh, I mean, Russia is not saying as Russia, right? Russians is not saying as Russia, right? That decision of the president um, put in to go to war doesn't mean the, the, Rus- the Russians are supporting it, right? And then, so I just see a lot of like moral signaling, like, uh, try to say, oh, you know, uh, I want to, I don't want to anything to do with Russians, and then that's just, and then that to me just like is uh, maybe because I'm Chinese, you know, in the future, like, you know, try American have war with China, and like, you know, what 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 Americans gonna do with me, right? So I will yeah, not be on this China. podcast. I will that, not be on this podcast like, show. Yeah, that's that's why. What did you say? I said I will not be on this podcast. If we go to war with if it's China, I will not be on this with you, Shu. Yeah, right. yeah. So that's why I'm very, yeah. <laughs> that, that, maybe that's why I'm a little bit more sensitive to that to that issue. But also, you know, the Japanese intern in internment camp and stuff like that, right? So, um, so yeah, I, I saw that on Twitter. And I said, oh man, this is like I don't think that's uh, I don't know. I don't think that's uh, the right thing. Personally, I don't think that's not the right thing to do. Yeah, I'm I'm wondering if one of like part of the big picture of that maybe could be, uh, if you boycott enough, I guess Russian people with the sports or whatever it is, then then maybe they get. And you're right, it's not their fault. Yeah, they yeah. could be anti-war and all that stuff, anti-Putin all day. Yeah. But maybe it sparks them to go, well, then we'll do something, right? Because yeah. then I'm because if we're losing opportunities and stuff like this because of our government, then maybe we need to like take care of this at home so that way we then have. The opportunities and i mean maybe that's a far stretch and maybe it's just a basic human thing of like yeah. you said right it's just like this is russians are bad i'm just you know oh my god you know but i'm wondering if there's the big with with organizations doing this right or even you know if it's a personal level it's probably just ignorance and they're just like oh i don't want to play with russians because they're doing this and they're, they're just going to blanket all russians but yeah. i wonder if the when it's organizations doing stuff like that if the big picture is if you you know if, if you're like, hey, you, we're not, you're not doing this because your government's screwing up, then maybe they'll change, and then, and then they're like, hey, bat, you can come back to play tennis or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, maybe yeah. that's a stretch, but that's a thought, I guess. Yeah, and then that's the fundamental idea of sanctions, right? They will sanction, right. uh, sanction basically try to 
uh, hurt the people in the country such that the, the people will, you know, try to demand change in the government, basically. But to me, I feel like this is probably not going to work, right? Because, uh, I mean, uh, you have a government that's very tough, strong government. It's not going to really do whatever the people that wants. Also, I mean, uh, the, the other thing, I guess, I, I guess it's a it's a strategy in my world, but I think I'm not sure it's, it's no. Maybe I think there's maybe better alternatives that we did not think about. Like, also, like something about like human rights, right? You talk about human rights, like Americans talk about human uh, human rights all the time, but you actually, it's not sanction actually is hurting the people, right? Humans in Russia, right? So, and whether they support the government or not, right? So they, you know, they cannot. Uh, draw withdraw their money from the bank, you know, to you know to pay their rent. You know they're gonna suffer, right? So yeah, I guess there's a different level of suffering, right? Ukrainians are being bombed, of course. They 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 are much worse than the people that are being rush sanctioned in Russia, right? So yeah, it's it's a yeah. We I'm not an expert in the policy, so it's just just something to I don't know. Yeah. It's a delicate balance for sure. Um, yeah. and you're right. Like you want to try to avoid being like, you know making it hate against Russians because like the vast majority have absolutely nothing to do with causing this. But at least for like the sanctions, I think one angle is it's not to hurt regular people, though it does. Like that is an effect that you should recognize, but like to hurt the quote unquote oligarchs that supposedly run Russia and, you Mm -hmm. know, have at least some amount of power, you know, against whatever Vladimir personally wants. Um, so, you know, the idea is that well, if the oligarchs like start having their stuff seized and lose their business and stuff, are they going to like demand something different or just yeah. get Putin killed, you know, and cause like a change because <laughs> they realize like that this isn't like, you know, it's what's their motivations, right? Like I assume most of them just want to become richer and they realize like this is like not helping them yeah. at all, but very much mm-hmm. hurting their their goals. And, you know, it's not an ideal situation, but like it's a tough, right? Yeah. But like it, it feels like... I don't know. At this point, it feels like probably the right balance because it's it's close to as I feel like the world's doing close to as much as it can without actually sending like military to get involved and start like starting a war with Russia and them. Right. Mm. And escalating the war. So they're like, how much can we like push back without like creating a like a second war? You know, and it's just tricky balance. Yeah. yeah. Well, third <laughs> world war. But yeah, I meant like, you know, a war between not just Russia and Ukraine, but Russia and now other countries, right? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's tough. Mm. No, it is. It definitely, yeah. I don't know. I mean, who knows what will happen with it? I mean, yeah. It is pretty crazy. It's it's wild that we get to see all this crazy shit. We're not even 40 yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a time to be alive. What a time. What a time! You well, just World War Three well, among us, and well, I can get a box that can create wine, you know, <laughs> molecules. What, well, this what, is good. What world are to, we living in? Yeah, you know, if the World War really kicks off, it might be hard to get wine. So maybe having the stashed up of this, you know, Kana thing could be helpful. So they're behind this. They're behind this. Then, then Kana is behind this. You know, ah, those sneaky bastards. I mean, Ugh. that's clever. That's clever. <laughs> But yeah, no, I do get feel your point, Shu, because it's crossed my mind. I think a lot of people have talked about like, is this what you know? Is this going to be in the future? Is China going to do something to like Taiwan, and we're going to see this repeated? Yes. Yeah. All people talking about if China was like using this as like a to test the waters, sort of being mm-hmm. like, what's the 
you know, worldwide response if you actually just send like military in to like, you know, claim the place you say is yours, but yeah. disagrees. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. So. Mm. Very interesting. But apparently China's not, I feel like I've seen stuff where like China's like not happy about how far Russia's gone and they've sort of like backed off on supporting them and stuff. And it's like, mm-hmm. oof, that was like Russia's one big partner. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, hopefully China is not happy. <laughs> like if even China stops supporting them, it's like, what are you, what are y'all even doing? What are you hoping to accomplish? I don't know. I don't understand <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. 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 I think, uh, I think actually, uh, during like one Olympics, I think there's a banquet and Putin was present in a banquet in China. Uh, Xi Jinping, uh, I think he's, I think in one instant, actually, uh, somehow Putin actually put her hands, like put his hands on, on the shoulder of C's wife somehow, like maybe just put a, a coat on her or something like that. I think, I think now I, I, I feel like there was a, C wasn't happy about it. Like, <laughs> so that could be all why. But anyway, so yeah, there was a, I don't know. Yeah. And this was something that uh, happened a while ago. Uh, yeah. Mm. Anyway. She'll, she'll be the new Helen of Troy. Is that what it'll be? And then China versus <laughs> Russia over the wife. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll see. By the time we actually do our next podcast, you know, which is usually in a month, even though we say two weeks, you know, the good chance the wars actually be resolved. But it'll be World War Four by then, you know. No. Uh, true. <laughs> uh, all right. So, you know, another important worldwide topic, K pop. You know, <laughs> Now that is truly World War Three, and that's how he invaded America, right? The Koreans invaded America. The culture war with K-pop. Oh yeah, the the K-wave. Yeah, it's already like American are being invaded without you know without uh what do you call that without they know it right so yeah just tell just tell BTS fans that BTS will never perform while this war goes on and then they'll just invade Russia and then they'll, <laughs> and they'll take out Putin themselves and you can owe it all to the BTS fans and you, the army they'll send in the real army you know and they'll go take it on and you're like oh my god you know, Jake you solved go. it. Yeah, there it is. That's how you do it. You know? So wait, so are you actually like a big K-pop fan or not that that's uh, like bad or anything. It's just you don't look like what you would traditionally think of as like a K-pop fan, right? Let me tell you though. So Michael and I went, so last Thursday, uh, there's a K-pop group called Twice and they're pretty big. They're a pretty big group and um, they came, they played at the State Farm Arena and you know, you're in line and you really do. And I was not sure what to expect. Uh, like the type of people you're, I was really thinking, you know, you, you, and maybe you're just thinking cliche or joking around. You're like, I'm just going to be a bunch of teens or whatever like that, you know, or older people or that. You really saw all walks of life. Like you really did. You saw, you saw like girls dressed up. I saw more schoolgirl outfits than I ever think I'd ever see in my life. You know, you see that you saw plenty of like dads with their daughters taking them. I saw like some frat bros, Looking, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You see some dudes, you see some like neck beard looking guys, you know, it just had everything, you know what I mean? Like you just, it was, it was interesting. Cause yeah, I'm with you. I, I don't feel like I give off that vibe. And you would, if you would have told me like a few years ago that I would be into K-pop, I probably would have been like, nah, there's no way. So, but I got into it. It's fun stuff. I mean, it's a fun dance. It's just very dancey. It's very head bopping. You know what I mean? Like you bob your head. It was a great concert. They played for like three hours um and probably like 30 songs or something like that so they have a pretty extensive catalog so it was a, it was an awesome show there's no openers from 8 to 11 
and yeah, it was awesome. So it was, it was, it was cool. Do they hang hand out like the glow sticks that you like swing and stuff? You got to buy those. You got to buy those, the the little glow sticks and stuff like that. And each, each like K-pop group has like their own kind. Cause I guess it's, it's a thing over there. Like they, you know, they'll shine them and stuff. And there's also this thing called a blackout. So like if fans are mad at the group or don't like them or something like that, they'll turn off their little light sticks. (laughs) So then it's like the sea of blackness from like the stage looking out. You know, and that's just the way that, you know, you're like, oh, they don't, they don't like us or something, you know? So, but you got to buy those. And they were like 60 bucks to buy there at the merch line. Ooh. Yeah. It was, the, the merch was pretty expensive. I'm not going to lie. It was, well, can you uh, bring your own in or is that like, you have to get a new one at each concert? No, you could buy, I mean, you could buy these things. I mean, I don't know if you could like make your own. I mean, maybe you can make your own, but then I feel like other fans would like look at you and be like, oh, what is it? You know? Um, but like, yeah, you could buy them online, but it's, it's probably like 90 bucks. Cause it's like probably you buy them and then they got to You got to get them shipped to you and stuff like that. So frankly, from what I read from what people are saying is that actually buying them at the merch line, 60 bucks, is actually a pretty good deal. Cause otherwise if you get them like shipped to you, it might be like 90 or something like that. And then like the, the shirts was like 45, a hoodie was like 75, you know? So like some of the stuff was pretty expensive. You can get like a pack of stickers. I mean, they really know how to just like market this stuff and make some profit here. Cause I mean, you know, people are going to buy it and people are going to be fans of it. And they're, and if they're young enough, they'll get their pay, you know, buy it for me, you know, and then like a pack of stickers is like 20 bucks or something like that. And it's like nothing. Well, so. Before you go on any further, uh, man. So well, what's your vision of a K-pop fan looks like? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you I say think... you don't look like a K-pop fan, but what? I, I, 80% would be like, teenage girls and then 20 percent would be guys who don't have jobs or do anything but sit in their room all day right like that's that's my vision right Mm -hmm. gotcha and you're not wrong (laughs) (laughs) you're not wrong you're just not entirely right but you're not wrong you know what i mean those groups exist they're just not everyone (laughs) it's just not everyone but it's definitely there you know you definitely saw it there at the concert for sure Nice. So, so I, I also looked up twice. Oh, it's a girl group. Now, whole girl. Yes. Now, girl group is that about 12 girls? Oh, nine girls? Nine of them. There's nine so, of them. So, question oh, for Jake. Now, which which girl do you have crush on? Oh, so, okay. So, so in the K-pop world, uh, you call them your bias, right? You're like, who's your bias? So that's how you call it like a group. Yeah, you're like, oh, who's really? your, like your, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like there's, there's terminology here in <laughs> K-pop world of like stuff. So you wouldn't be like, who's your crush? Right, that's what you would probably say here in America. Like, who's your who's your crush on NSYNC or something, right? Uh, you know, or like who's your bias? So who's my bias? And twice, uh, it varies. But I think I I think my top three might be like Neon. I like Sana, and then Dayon is pretty is cool too. But I like all of them honestly. Sometimes it's really hard to like pick. But like, okay, if I just okay. if I just had to pick the three, or if all I right. just had to pick like on the top of my brain, like those are probably all right. Favorite. My turn for a question. Do you have figurines of any of them like in your room on a shelf somewhere? <laughs> Yes, <laughs> not of twice, but of Blackpink actually. So okay. I should have pulled, pulled them out. Yeah, so Blackpink's another. They're actually they're really they're huge. Honestly, they're I think they're they're they were like the first K-pop group to have like a billion views on a music video or something like that. Oh, yeah. Like girl group at least. I mean, I know like Psy broke what he was like the first. He okay. he broke like a billion or something like that, right? Uh, but in terms of like a girl group, I think, or maybe even just a group, uh, yeah, they, they, with like a billion views for one of their music videos and stuff like that. So mm. Blackpink's, Blackpink's really big. There's only four members on that one. Yeah. Um, twice as nine, you know, and this is all like third generation too. So there's like different generations 
of K-pop and stuff. You know, you have like first generation, which was probably like the eighties, nineties and stuff like that, you know? Um, mm. And then like second generation comes out. I, I got into it mainly around third generation stuff. And then now you have like fourth generation bands coming out like Itzy and like Everglow and like Espa and stuff like that. I mainly like the girl groups mainly. Maybe that's just I'm a guy. I don't mind some, B- I don't mind BTS, honestly. Like I like some of their songs, but you have like Stray Kids and I was like Monster X and like, well, BD, BD, to be fair, BDS look girl enough. <laughs> they look this is pretty good. I mean, they're very pretty. You're like, this is a pretty man. You're like, Shoes you know. like, they look feminine enough for me. She was <laughs> <laughs> like, I might mistake one of them. And then, and then it's fine. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, hold on. So Mike, you went, I'm going to interrupt shoes interviewing, uh, yes. you know, role for a little bit, but I want to ask, since you're not, you know, a K-pop fan, what did you think? So, so Jake has gotten me into Twice and Blackpink. So I knew probably about 50% of the songs they played. Like I actually knew, you know, I'd listened to them a fair number of times. So, um, I mean, I will say I enjoyed the concert, uh, as maybe a slightly more outside perspective. I definitely recognize like the formula, you know, that they sort of like that. I think a lot of these bands will follow. So, I mean, like, there's definitely a, like, the show was insanely, like, choreographed, right? So, like, even, like, so I feel like even there were moments where they, like, talked to the crowd. And the, like, formula for that was, like, each step forward, each would say, like, so twice as fans are called onces. So, um, so, so each, each K-pop group also like your band, like your fans, there's a name for them, right? So like BTS, yeah. you're called the army, like army, uh, uh black pink, you're called blinks, right? Twice mm-hmm. as you're called once. And there's a bunch. And so every K-pop group, they have like a name for the fan base. Right. So basically, okay. mm-hmm. yeah. so at the concert, basically they would do four to five songs. They would do their like choreographed dancing to the songs and then they would sort of line up and they would sort of step forward and say, like, we love you. Like, or, you know, the person would sort of say, uh, like, we either themselves trying to speak English or like through a translator. They would basically say, like, are you like, we love you once is like, and are you ready to have fun with us tonight? And that was generally done four to five times throughout the show. Like, Michael, Michael didn't care for those parts. Like, I, 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 I yeah. I, I, it felt like a little, so like, so K-pop has sort of like the stereotype of like, oh, it's like a very cutesy, like nervous, like cute girl, like, and they played into that like a little too hard. Like, it's like they could have, like, I'm they've traveled to the U.S. multiple times at this point. I'm guessing they could have like had something like a little more substantive to say, but it was just like they giggled and sort of said that every single time. So I was just like, mm. it's playing into the stereotype a little too hard. But sometimes, I mean, I, I think I think they were pretty genuine to be quite honest with you. I mean, there's probably some you know formulaic aspect to that for sure. But I mean, well, you know, yeah. Now to be fair, I think a lot of it's honey growing up, right? And growing up uh, opposed. Uh, exposed to stuff like that. And it's a lot of, like, if you see, like, China and Chinese teenagers when they're growing up, girls, right? And they would be, when they see, like, Korean dramas, you know, and that's how they act in the movie, in the, in the drama, TV show, you know, and they adopt those actions, right? X, right? So, yeah. Well, so, I, well there's, I, there's a, and so, the, and so in Korea, there's a thing called, like, acting cute, and it's called, like, agyo. 
Mm. I might be pronouncing that terribly wrong, but, um, and that's like, that's like, you know, like this person's doing egg yo and they're like, they do like the cute thing, right? They're like, oh, you know, you know, like stuff like that, right? It's like sort of this concept of like purposely acting cute, Mm. but not that everyone like does that per se, you know, and sometimes they make fun of each other doing it and whatnot, Mm. but I guess it's like this little, I don't know. A cute yeah, thing yeah. To, to to do or whatever. So. Mm-hmm, yeah. Well, also, well, I will say though that, uh, like, I want you to talk, Jake, to talk about like the schools. Like, a lot of these bands evolve right. out of like schools. Like, so well, this is so, like a so, learned thing, right? So, so, so with K-pop, what I find very interesting. So here in the West, I feel like people are like, you like seeing bands form with like, we were friends, we met at a bar, and then we just formed a garage, and here we go, you know. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, cool. Whereas in like in Korea how these you have like your four you have a bunch of like production companies right you have like your four main ones in in korea you have like jyp yg sm and i want to say big hit all right so like yg entertainment black pinks on that um jyp that's twice um sm entertainment is like red velvet that's another girl band they're really cool um and then like big hit i believe is uh, like bts so a lot of what these what these will do is like okay like here's our a production company and you can come be a trainee here so you're like i'm 14 and i want to be a singer and a dance i want to be a pop star and i'm 14 let's say and you and let's say they're doing auditions at the local mall or whatever sometimes scouts just find a person they're like oh i like you you know um so let's just say you're a trainee. You're you're like, oh, I want to I want to be a pop star. Let me go audition. So you go at the local mall or whatever. You audition. Like, cool, come, you know, come and then and then you can become a trainee at this place. All right. So you're a girl and you come live there. You live in a dorm with other girls and stuff like that, or boys too. Like if you're a boy, you live with the boys and stuff. Um, and then you train. They essentially teach you how to sing and dance and stuff like that, and you choreograph mm-hmm. stuff. And I think you still go through like basic like schooling and like, also how to like learn English and like. I think like etiquette and stuff like that and like culture and, you know, and then, and then you have to constantly kind of keep audition. And then it'd be like, okay, here's your like midterm coming up or whatever like that, you know? And so you have to be like, okay, cool. I have to like, I've been working on this piece. So I'm singing this song. And then you, you know, and, and you, you do the midterm or whatever it is. And you, and you do that to to stay in. Right. So some people like, oh, you, you're not good enough now. So we're going to let you go or whatever. And then, you know, so you're having these, these girls, you know, boys, whatever, doing this stuff. And then, you know, you're a producer, you're a producer for this company and you come and you watch and then you kind of put stuff together you're like all right i'm gonna put fucking rachel if it's like america let's say i'm gonna put rachel stephanie and stacy and uh michelle together let's see what that's like mm, that's kind of weird let's let's mix this and then you like play around with the pieces you're also making other the music outside of what this is and so you're like coming up with the band names or whatever as a producer and then you find the girls you're like this is this is the combination we like this is what we're doing and then they debut and then that's what it's called like a debut and stuff so mm-hmm. then you're like all right, we're going to debut Blackpink. Yeah, in fact, if you want to know more, I mean, Blackpink, they have a, a documentary on Netflix mm. about them. And it's, it's, it's just a, like an hour and a couple minutes. But it just sort of talks about like th- that process and stuff like that. So some of these girls train for years, you know, like I think mm. one of the one of the girls on Twice, Geo, she she was a trainee for like 10 years. Same with Jenny from Blackpink. She was like a trainee for like nine years, you know. So you do this and some girls train for however many years, never get the debut, some train for like two years and they get the debut, you know, so it just kind of varies. Depends on what the product, the producers like and stuff. And then they, they debut them and then there you go. And that's oh. sort of like, so they sort of create these groups. So that's why I think a lot of people sometimes don't like K-pop. I think that they find it to be too formulaic and too mm-hmm. fake maybe and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I think there's some of that could be valid, 
Uh, I think it's kind of neat because I guess I, I like to make music. So I think of it from like a producer's perspective being like, that's pretty cool to like, you can make this band, you find the people and here you go. And I don't know. It's just kind of different. Neat. Now, of course, there's, there's controversies that happen. Of course, you know what I mean? There's, you know, mm. there's going to be advantages being taken and stuff that it's not kosher, not good, you know, so there's going to be scandals and here and there for sure in the industry. Mm. But, uh, yeah. so, so that's how these groups are for. So twice, for example, through a TV show. It's a TV show called 17 or no, it's called 16. Sorry. So think of like, okay, this is like American Idol or like the voice or whatever. And you have these girls and you have like majors and minors sort of. So they categorize them. And so like, you know, they try out, they do their stuff. And if they like or the judges like them, you're kicked, you're stayed on. Or if they don't, they kick you off. And so basically at the end of the show, they formed nine. They're like, we're going to take these members, these girls that joined this TV show. They won it. We're going to combine them. Here's nine of them. Here you go. I think two of them were kicked mm. off previously. But JYP, who was the guy, who was the actual guy, um, you know, did the show and stuff. And he was like, I'm going to bring back this girl because I liked her. And I'm going to bring back this other girl because I liked her. Put these two together because they won. And there you go. That's how Twice formed, essentially. Mm. So, uh, Yeah. So I wonder now how you say in the school and the industry, now how, what's the percentage of success rate, I guess? Now, for example, you have, you know, you have all these people in, in uh, not going to school, but was the one percent of them became like popular, successful, or just point one percent? I would say I would say it's probably just as much as it like here being like I want to be an actor and be famous. Like, what's mm. the percentage of people in the in America mm. or just in Western countries who want to be famous and be an actor and be a celebrity? Like, I think it's a pretty low percentage, and I would say it's a pretty low percentage for all the trainees that go and show up and do this stuff. And and some of them might become like backup dancers and stuff, or maybe they go for different reasons or whatever, but yeah, I would say it's a pretty low percentage to be quite honest. Yeah. So what's the difference between K-pop and American pop? Um, I, I don't know anything about music. I don't even know what is actually pop. <laughs> so. I mean, I mean, I feel like, I feel like here, I don't know, you know, it's funny. See in the documentary. So this guy, Teddy Park, who's one of the, uh, like big producers of NYG for Blackpink and stuff like that. Like he's wrote all their songs, most of their songs and stuff like that. And he even said, he's like, why is it called K-pop? Is it just cause it's a, it's pop music. Like it doesn't pop music and insert whatever country. And it's pop where K-pop and J Japanese pop music, J-pop, you can, you know, what S pop Serbian pop. I mean, you know, that's, that's his mindset. It's like pop music. It's all pop music. Just, you know, just cause it comes from a different country. doesn't mean that it's like really anything different. I, I think, I think K-pop it's, it, you know, when you listen to it, there's definitely, they definitely are like, here's a formula for the songs, which is like how pop music goes anyway. Right. It's usually what, like a three and a half minute song, you know, like between three and four minutes, like even four minutes, you're getting like, that's kind of, that could be almost considered pretty long for a song, you know, but that's probably your max, you know, what starts off, there's an intro, then you have like your verse, then maybe you have like your pre-chorus then you have your big chorus. And then it goes back to the verse and then there's like a breakdown and then it ends on the big curse. And then maybe like a little outro and there you go. You know, and then each girl or, or boy in the group has like a role too, right? You know, so like, so, you know, and there's, there's titles for these. So you're like, oh, I'm the main rapper, the, this is the lead rapper, this is the main vocalist, the lead vocalist, the main dancer, the lead dancer. There's also the visual. So in Korea, there's like the visual is just like what that person in the group is like the ideal look of Korea, essentially, mm. you know, like who is like the prettiest and they're all pretty. You know, but like, who is like the ideal like person of that group? You know what I mean? So, um, gotcha. so what? So you talk about Twice and Blackpink. What do you specifically like about them? Like specifically, uh, very catchy. So this thing is very catchy. And with Korea stuff, it's very you know like 
80 percent of the lyrics are going to be in korean okay now they mm-hmm. do they'll sometimes like here's a song that's in korean sometimes they'll redo it in english sometimes some bands like twice they're big in japan say like like a lot of japan like a lot of k-pop groups will also do songs in japanese um but there's always english in them you know and uh also another cool if you want like a quick sort of like explanation of the history is if you watch you know the show explained or whatever that's on netflix oh oh there's a show called explained where they like sort of explain things they talk about they go through like the history of k-pop so like the first like big k-pop boy band was called like sojin and the boys or something like that and Mm. it was sort of like you know so they're using like this guy's korean name so you're having like people around the world like not knowing how to pronounce that so that's why now you have this one guy uh this one korean producer guy was like Let's simplify this. So that's why certain bands, like Twice, Blackpink, BTS, these things are easy to say. They're good for international audiences, for people who don't speak Korean or don't always know, you know. And then that's why a lot of the, even the choruses will have English in them, you know. So it's like you're speaking Korean and then there's like, here's an English word and it's back into Korean. And then the chorus is like full-blown English, essentially, you know. You're saying that Sojun was in the first mouse. They've died. <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, they kind of were. They were like this, like eighty. You know, think of like the nineties, eighties, like you know, new kids on the block type style, mm-hmm. but Korean. And then like it just sort of like took off from there, you know. Um, and obviously, you know, BTS formed in like two thousand thirteen, you know. So like, mm-hmm. and they blew up, and they're they're huge. I mean, the whole world, you know, they sold they sell out stadiums like it's nothing. So, yeah. so is that any reason why Korean though? Like there's a you know, there's other Asian country, the Japanese, you know, I'm assuming they have pop too, you know, uh Chinese, you know. But Chinese will be late, but yeah, Korean, Chinese. So why why Korean? I think they just figured out the formula the best. Hmm. I think they just figured out I mean that's why there's the K wave right here in America. You know, there's a big, hmm. you know, I mean I, I watch K dramas, they're great. You know, they're honestly some K dramas are so ridiculous, but you like love the ridiculousness, but some are actually like like really good that you're almost like this is better than the western dramas you know what i mean have, have you seen my sassy girl no you should watch it okay it's a, a movie it's a movie so it's not drama yet okay okay if you like do you like zombie movies i don't like zombie movies oh you don't matt do you like any zombie flicks that's a movie yes. that's korean Oh, go ahead. oh dude, train. Okay, so train to Busan. I've wanted to watch that. It's kind of like on my list. Good. You should watch it's it. it. Train to Busan's great. It's a great zombie flick. It's just a great oh, movie okay. in general. Also, yeah. hashtag Alive is another good zombie movie, and that's and that's Korean and stuff like that too. I mean, the movie Parasite, right? The movie mm-hmm. Parasite was Korean, and that won an Academy Award. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, I think Koreans. I think they just figured it out. I feel like the companies there just figured it out. I think they just have the better pop stuff. I think Japan is probably more for like more rock and roll music. I think they do better with like metal, maybe, and like more like traditional rock and roll. I guess I think they mess around with, but I think Korea does like pop music the best. It's just catchy. It's very head boppy. It's very dancey. Like it just keeps. It just makes you want to move and bob your head and stuff like that. So I feel like Japan. And I don't know how true this is, but at least in the U.S., I feel like Japan was kind of like the interesting, like, like they had their cultural surgeons, like the time period when Japanese culture was like really spreading around internationally a lot, kind of in the past mm. a little bit. And it's kind of yeah. like settled down where like we know what's, there's like some amount of Japanese culture has spread around and we're accustomed to it. And it's like Korea is kind of like a newer, more, a new version of like a cultural, you know, surge of new, interesting stuff that you know, Korean food, Korean dramas, K-pop. It's oh, yeah. kind of, I feel like a lot of this in the last 10 years has started to mm. get more popular in the U.S. 
For sure, for sure. And it makes sense. I mean, because I feel like, yeah, Japan was, I think, like, you know, more on the world stage for a longer time. I think, you know, I mean, the Korean War was like, what, early 50s? And Korea has a very interesting history in themselves. And so... You know, and that's what boomed their economy too. Was sort of they were like, let's let's like spread our cultural, you know, our culture and stuff like that. And uh, um, whereas I know Japan could be kind of isolationist. I don't know if that's I, I would say what is that general for like Asian countries that could be kind of simply you know maybe like yeah, definitely has something to do with that because because uh, American is actually stationed in Korea, right? So actually, you know, helps yeah. Koreans and stuff like South Korea and stuff like that, right? So it's very, very much integrated in a way, right? Right, right. Yeah. So, but no, but it's true. K, the K wave or Korean stuff is, it's definitely new. And I think it's like a, and maybe, maybe because we have the Japanese stuff, maybe it's like still familiar, but it's new at the same time. So it's not like completely like out of left field. Cause it's like, the, you could, I guess as Americans or Western people, you could maybe find similarities between the two, even though there's, so many different differences, but I guess just from our, mm-hmm. you know, Western eyes, we can see like a, a correlation. And then, so you're like, Oh, this is still like fresh and new, but it's not like so new that I'm like freaked out by it or anything. Yeah. You know? like, mm-hmm. so. so go back to K drama. What kind of K drama, K drama do you watch? Oh man. I mean, um, I'm still trying to finish hotel. Huh? Squid oh, Squid Game. Game's great. I mean, yeah, yeah, look at that. That's, I, I, I missed that oh, one. That it's was good. big. That was like, that's like not a K drama fans watch. That was like an everyone watch, right? Everyone watched it, but it was, but it was made in Korea by Koreans, you know? And so, and everyone loved it. I mean, Squid Game was great. I can, I can watch Squid Game all, all the time, you know? I mean, uh, another good one, but this is Japanese, but it's similar as, um, Alice in Borderlands. You guys should check that one out too. That's actually really good. I feel like okay. I've heard of it. Yeah. But I can't it's, think of what it is. It's kind of like a, a Hunger Games-esque, but like not really. It's sort of like everyone's gone. And then it's like based in like Tokyo, essentially. It's like everyone's gone and you follow these people and they're like in a game. So you have to partake in these games. And if you like don't, mm. they'll kill you. You have to like get points as like you go on. So it's not like you can't just not play. You have to play. And if you don't, then like this like satellite will just like laser beam down and like kill you sort of deal. So that's a pretty cool show, but uh, yeah, I mean, like you know, um, there's a bunch of K dramas that are like on my list. There's there's ones that are big, but um, Penthouse was a recent one that I kind of watched. That was a big one. That was re- absolutely ridiculous K drama. It's sort of like think of like your your soap operas, but like almost even more extreme, you know. Uh, so there's some stuff that you have to like. You're like that's unbelievable, but like you love it because it's just so ridiculous. You buy into it. Um, oh. So what what type what type of drama is nice? Is it like thrill, mystery, romance? Uh, I mean, uh, I I like them all. Honestly, I'll take um, a I'll take a cutesy romance. There's one called Yumi Cells, which was based off a webtoon, a web comic, and it's basically just like you follow this girl who's in her thirties and she's finding love and like navigating her life. You know, there's one that I watch called Backstreet Rookie, which is about this like guy who runs this like twenty four hour convenience store. And like falls in love with this girl. So like K dramas will have a lot of like love triangles and like mm. weird love, you know, they'll have like cheesy moments for sure of like it's slow mo and I'm coming to hug you from behind and it's like this big deal, you know, and it's like and you and you and you know, you would be like, That's so cheesy, but like you kind of get into it and you're like it's so oh. good though, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> like like K dramas love a long burn, it'll be like sixteen episodes. And then yeah. like you have this love interest, and then like they won't they won't like get the first kiss to like 
the fifteenth episode or something. Yeah, like it's that. on the star-crossed lovers and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. You exactly. know, you know, you know, you know. The girl gets cancer, or the guy's gets cancer. Usually, the girl and the gets cancer. And Someone's guy, getting cancer. Someone's okay. getting it can't cancer. Be a good romance without <laughs> a little cancer. It's not a right. Yeah, it's not a good romance without cancer. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so I personally, I used to watch a lot of Korean dramas. Uh, actually, Chinese actually loves Korean dramas. Like, but anyway, I used to watch a lot of them. The reason I stopped because. They made me cry too much. Right. They, I get it. I get it. You would like Sisyphus. Sisyphus is a cool one. It's like a time travel uh, K-drama that's pretty cool and stuff like that. So, um, But there's a love story element to it. But I'm with you, right? They're emotional. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, yeah, I don't right. really get that. I'm not going to get that from watching Chicago PD. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. I'm not, I'm not going to get the same level of that. Like, I don't know. And then what's cool with K-drama is a lot of times there's just one season. Or two mm-hmm. at the max, you know, exactly. they're just like one and done. Here's 16 episodes. Boom. That's it. And then, you know, on to the next thing, I guess. But yeah, they actually yeah. wrap up the story or they actually wrap like it in. Yeah. No, it'll wrap up the story. So if it's just a one and done thing, you have 16 episodes, let's say, and it's like, it's, there's the ending and that's it. You don't get any more from it. That's you know, it, so it's pretty rare if K dramas go more than like two seasons, really. You know, yeah, so. I think that's, that's very, like in Chinese TV shows now, I think probably Japanese too. It's very, it's always like that. And, I, and that's why when I came to the U.S., like, it's like every season that like, you watch like NCIS, a friend, just keep going every season, every year. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what the hell is going on? You just, like in Chinese, right? just at most like 40 episodes and then you're done. You know, your final right. is done. Yeah. Right. Well, exactly. I feel like, yeah, a lot of those classic U.S. shows are episodic, right? They yeah, try to exactly. make each episode pretty independent. And then it's just like, we'll just keep rolling it rather than having like an overarching story that like the whole show tells right i yeah, feel like that I makes book, a big difference yeah, yeah actually this is something i i took a while for me to get used to when i came to the u.s because every like tv episode is not just episode and then it, it, it kind of starts over in the next episode and then the storyline kind of in a way yeah well in the in the you know in in chinese now or korean drama is always in series series right so yeah yeah, and always each episode will like end on a cliffhanger, so you're yeah. just like, I want to watch the next one, you know. I mean, like, <laughs> and you binge it, and then you're, you're, there you go. So, yeah. so it's weird. So I don't. So I guess I feel like that's why Korean stuff is making it. They just they just figured out this formula b- between like shows and music and stuff like that, and they just I don't know. They just and there you go. Just turn them out, and I don't know. There's something about that formula that I guess just works, mm. you know. And then they so play well, around with it, probably, you know. Yeah, Hollywood got stale. It kind of, I mean, ideas. yeah, I mean, I think so. I mean, you know what, that's why I remember when years ago, when Inception came out, I loved it because it was oh, like, because yeah. it was such a new original thing at the time, you know, and even still these days, you're like, what, what new and original is coming out? Everything's like a remake of something, they're rehashing it, or it's another Fast and Furious movie or something. You Fast know? and Furious 17, the yeah, exactly. 32nd Marvel movie, you know, which, and not saying that those are bad, but yeah, they, a lot of people play it safe. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So, you know, which I mean, I get, you know, but it's just like, uh, I'm ready for something new, you know, I want to see some new mm-hmm. stuff. No. You know, so. All right. We talked about you invested in what you know works. So. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. So that's why Hollywood will just like keep cranking out that shit. Yeah. I, I can't blame them. Right. Like, yeah, why wouldn't right. they make another Fast and the Furious? <laughs> I mean, but I, buy do, it. I do wish they would more often like it. Even it, like we have new and interesting stuff from the U.S. Like Netflix has a lot of shows that are, you know, different, right? They're coming out with stuff all the time, right? Stranger Things was pretty, a little unusual when it first came out and that became a big hit and stuff like that. But I, I do wish 
the major companies would maybe invest a little bit more time uh, experimenting and not just running with what's like the most reliable, but yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, there's so much, and even if they don't want just like original screenplays, I mean, there's, there's a bunch of cool, like independent comic books, let's just say that they can like, take from i mean speaking of netflix, i mean they did like sweet tooth that show sweet tooth on netflix i haven't seen that yet but that was a comic book you know and i read that so i mean there's they have plenty of like source stuff if you're not like getting just original writers it's like well they'll just mm-hmm. make this make this other take this other medium and let's make it into this or what you know so but uh yeah all right definitely bringing things back to k-pop okay Mike, who in the thrice uh group are you going to get a figurine of? That's what I want to know. You mean twice? Twice. twice. So I think thrice is a, a metal band, I think, yeah. or something like that. That's all right. So which, who's your bias in twice and how long until you get there, like, you know, figuring? Uh, I think my bias is Zooey. Is that correct? Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. She's, okay. She's, she's from Taiwan. So in twice, you have nine members and most of them, three of them are from Japan. You have Sana, Mina, and uh, Momo, they're from Japan. And then you have Zooey or Chewy, however you, however you can really, sometimes they call her Chewy and stuff, but she's from Taiwan. So, uh, oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's pretty cool. Oh. So that's Michael's favorite. She's considered the visual of the group. So she's ah. considered like the prettiest, even though they're all really pretty. She's like the face, I guess, that they're like, ah, that's like the perfect face, I guess, for like, mm-hmm. you nice. know. And Korea has like crazy beauty standards. Like it's very interesting there in Korea. Like it's they're insane. Their oh, beauty standards. Well, yeah, I've heard I think that like the majority of people have had plastic surgery. Yes, Maybe no, South Korea. Yeah, is South that Korea. Is, true? Like yes. Yeah. Like I think, one of, go on, I think it's not only encouraged. Actually, a lot of times my parents, like, when birthday, will give you like a gift to do like to get plastic surgery. I think. Yeah, like like probably one of the biggest ones is like double eyelid surgery sort of deal. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Chinese yeah. do that a lot too. So yeah, but you know what's weird is that in Korea, so it's sort of like encouraged, but it's also still like, but they'll still like look down upon you. It's weird. Oh, yeah. oh, it's okay. like yeah, it'll be like oh, you should get surgery. It's totally okay, and then you get it, and they're like, I can't believe you get surgery, and you're like, mm-hmm. what? you know, you're like, I thought like it's just that intense, and then there's a very much of like a a conformist thing there, right? Like like you see videos like if you're like oh you know like I follow some stuff on Instagram where it's like oh come to Seoul and stuff, and let's say it's like cold. And during the winter, like they'll, they'll have like the, those big black puffy jackets, right? That are long and you will see everyone wear those things, you know, mm. sort of like conformity is sort of kind of like a big deal there. You don't want to like stand out. You know, I think Korea is still kind of like a big conservative a little bit when it comes to like sexuality and like PDA and stuff like that. Like, you know, you can hold hands going out, but I think like it's looked down upon, like if you're making out, like if there's other people around to see and oh, there's yeah, just a lot of certain etiquette and stuff like that, Asian which I sure I would. Yeah. Even huh? Chinese too, Asian cultures are like that. Yeah. I would imagine. I would imagine. <laughs> I was going to ask. I was conservative, like, so, conservative culture. Well, not, not like American. You just like take, uh, you know, pull your shirts off, you know, stuff like that. You know? Oh, exactly. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. So, which I would, you know, I wouldn't be opposed. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. So so why are you guys going to get a Korean girlfriend, I guess? <laughs> I mean, I don't want to sit here and be like some typical. I have a friend. She She's Asian. And, and I would talk about it. She gives me such shit all the time. She's like, you have an Asian fetish. And I'm like, don't say that shit. Like, that's just because you, like, you have like neck beard guys that like they, they make, you know, I'm like, I, I don't know, man. I, I, if you're a pretty girl, I don't care where you're from. If I'm attracted to you, I'm attracted mm-hmm. to you and stuff yeah. like that. Do I like Asian women? Like, yes. But that's probably because I like brown eyes. I like 
I like like dark hair and stuff like that. You know, it doesn't matter if they're Asian. I just happen to like like the hair and stuff and the look. Mm-hmm. So it's like I, you know, but you have you have neck beards that give a bad name for it because I think they have an actual Asian fetish because they're like they like whatever they see on anime or something like that. They want some sort of like they think it's subservience or something like that. They mm-hmm. have some issue there, so they give they give other white guys like me a bad name for being like I like Asian girls, and then everyone's like ah, Asian fetish. And I'm like that doesn't mean I I like German girls. I like. I like European broads. What do you want from me? You know what I mean? Like, I just like women. Doesn't matter where they're from. I see. All equal opportunity. Exactly. Exactly. I'd breed with the world if I can. You know, I, would, <laughs> you know, I just want to see what my offspring looks like with anybody. Okay. <laughs> oh. I know. It's terrible. <laughs> you can't air this. Uh, no comment. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> no comment on that, which we know what he's feeling. No, just mean we definitely can air this. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. So, Down but no, I mean, the, the, I know it, it's, but the Korean stuff's pretty cool. I mean, you know, we, in fact, we just had Korean barbecue like a, f- a few days ago. Right. So, which I know Michael did three weeks ago with you, Matt, and stuff. So mm, we went so back that, to Iron Age. That's so. my favorite Korean thing: K-pop or movies or whatever. Side note: Korean barbecue, amazing. It's good Love stuff. It. It's yeah, good stuff. Now, Korean food's really good. I actually, I really like a lot of the cuisine and stuff like that. So, like, not in the last year, I've also tried like Japanese barbecue, which is very similar. And then I had like a Brazilian steakhouse, you know, where they do like the big racks mm-hmm. and stuff, and they're both very good too. But I still as like neither seem to quite cut it to Cape, uh, Korean barbecue. Yeah. Just What's the flavor. Korean place you took us to? Uh, six, seven, eight or something like that? Well, no, 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 no. Six, seven, eight is the Korean barbecue place. Um, but, uh, the, uh, like hot tofu, like. Oh, Sokong done. Uh, Sokong done. Yeah. S-O-K-O-N-G and D-O-N-G. It's not, to me, that's my, it's the best Korean tofu place in the United States. Okay. Oh, okay. I can't say I was in love with that place, but it was interesting and felt very authentic. You yeah. don't like tofu soup in the first place anyway, I think. Oh, that was fine. I didn't oh, hate okay. it, I did, but it was a lot of tofu yeah. soup. Mm. <laughs> it's called tofu soup, tofu house. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I was trying to remember. Yeah, I was trying to remember because, uh, yeah, Korean food has come up a lot recently. And I'm like, oh, we ate at this like hot to- tofu soup place that's super authentic. And I don't remember what the name was. So, yeah. It's like, it's like I've had yeah, more Jake. than just Korean barbecue. You're a real, you know, yeah. Korean fan. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Jake, have you been to Sokondong? I haven't, America? but I'd love to go. You I should mean, go. Yeah. 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 Also, I think mean, it's, to me, it's pretty nice affordable is like of ten dollar per meal and they give you a lot of extra other stuff too as i dan yeah oh see that's what yeah i've seen i've seen people's reports like someone's like oh like i'm a student studying in seoul and stuff and i sit down i come to eat i'm just one person they give you so many side dishes you're like how can i eat all this stuff (laughs) yeah you just get a lot of food Mm -hmm. so which i like that i mean honestly i i i i don't know i i like I guess I revolve a lot of social activities around food a lot of the times and mm-hmm. I like getting a lot of it and a lot of different stuff. I like being able to just try. It's just, it's just fun to have like a whole big spread. You know, like we try a little bit of this, a little bit of that, mix it all and stuff like that. So I, I like that sort of, I don't know, cool. culture, culture of eating, I guess. You can yeah. Call it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Anyway, in, enjoying uh, Korean food in Atlanta. He has the best night, uh, Korean food probably in the country actually. So anyway, go back to music. Old I statement. Think. I, it yeah. is. I think so. Because uh, actually, Korea, I think Atlanta in the Duluth area, and there's a Korean consulate in uh, uh, Duluth, I think, in Georgia. So mm-hmm. that's when there's a lot of the Korean populations there. And mm-hmm. even schools, actually, a lot of Korean, like, 
I remember when I was in a PhD student, as one one person in my lab, one of my first lab in Georgia Tech, uh, he he decided to live in Duluth, which is like 30 or 40 minutes away from Georgia Tech. Uh, the reason he lived there because there's a lot of Korean population. Also, the schools are there is one of the best uh, in the in Atlanta area, actually. So and that's why uh, they live there. So anyway, I'm checking the housing market there. Hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> so go, going back to music, I think uh, I think Matt, I mean Jack, you briefly mentioned that you making music yourself too. Yeah, I like to. Yeah, I mean, you know, honestly, what kind of music so- do you make? I mean, I play guitar mainly, you know, but I could dabble with a little piano and stuff. So, you know, if it just kind of depends on the mood, I mean, I'll make like cool, funky groove stuff, you know, but since getting into K-pop, I've wanted to get more into like trying to make pop music, which I've never really made. I mean, usually it's like, I'll make like rock music, whatever, just stuff that's like, you know, with drums, guitar and bass, your typical stuff like that. But then, you know, kind of getting into K-pop, I was like, man, I like this. This is just very catchy. You know, I've never really been big into, I guess, Western pop. I mean, sure. I mean, and also, what do you really define as pop music? I mean, sometimes I really just don't really think pop music is just, it, it's popular music, right? Like, you could consider, you know, uh, I don't know, name a rock band. and Beatles are pop music, right? You know what I mean? Like, uh, but let's just go with the, you know, what we're talking about here, like a sort of pop with like a synthesizer, like a, you know, dance music, dancey type stuff. Um, so ever since getting to that, yeah, that's what I like to try to make. I want to like, you know, cause I like the, I guess I just like the formula of it being like, all right, here you go. Here's like, a, you do like four, me- like two measures of this with a verse and then you go into the pre-chorus and, and it's very similar to rock music, right? Rock music, all music sort of is a formula and you just maybe like switch it around a little bit. You know, some music might start with the chorus, you know, sometimes it start, you know, and you just switch it around. So yeah, I don't know. I just, I'll make anything that kind of, I get inspired by it, whatever. So, ah, so it's not. That's cool. So do you do you, do you have anything you you make we can play on a podcast? Like insert <laughs> here right now. Like you know, I could maybe I don't know if I could upload anything right now, to you, but I can send some. No, not right now. I'm saying that okay. when, when 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 my uh edit it, you know, you can insert something in here. Oh, so okay. I can hear what Jay has made, like original yeah. music, right? That's really cool. I can give you something for sure. Here's yeah. what I want. I want your song and I want you to dance, do four different dances so we can like cut them. So there's like four Jakes on stage doing the, like, you know, K-pop synchronized dance. Oh, I mean, you. I mean, I love that. I mean, we still, we, we're still trying to, we still want to edit Michael, his face and make it. So, so twice they have this song called Likey. And the chorus is like, me likey, me likey, likey, likey. Da-na-na-na. And so we call that, we want to call it like me Mikey, me Mikey. And we want to just edit Michael's face into like all of twice. So it's like nine members and that's just like Michael's face with the hair and shit, you know. And so we haven't yet to do that yet, but we will. But I'll do the dance thing. That'll be great. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, that, that that shouldn't be too hard, Mike. Just run one of those like deep. Uh, oh, just do a deep, deep fake, fake thing? Deep fake. Yeah, yeah. Face replacements. Oh yeah, you absolutely, absolutely could. So. I was actually going to write the code to do the deep fake, but I'm sure I could just like do find an app to do it. So, oh, well, you can just do a shallow, shallow fake instead of deep fake. Yeah, that's true. Just like do a bad Photoshop on the. What's on shallow the... fake? You get Microsoft Paint and you like yeah. cut out yeah. his face from a yeah. picture, and just put it on. <laughs> it's 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 funny too. and 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 the dances too like in k-pop the dances like there's there's big choreo you know choreographed dances and stuff and i remember being in the line so when we went to the 
State Farm Arena, like when we got there, they said the doors open at like 530. So we got there a little after six, but the line was huge. I mean, it was around like, it was like blocks long. Uh, cause I guess they just didn't open the doors yet. And so we're in line. We finally found the end of the line and we're in there and there. There's these two girls behind us. I don't know how old they were, but they were dressed up in some sort of like, I don't know, almost schoolgirl outfit garbs. Yeah. And they were behind us and they kept being like, all right, let's play a game. Like while we're waiting and they're just, they're doing like, they're, they're quizzing each other, like doing certain like choreographs and stuff. And I would occasionally catch it and like, I would know it. And I wanted to play with, I, it's one of my regrets of the concert was like <laughs> not turning around and being like, can I play? And then be like, I know that dance. I know that dance. That's that song. That's this. That's that group. You know, why, why did talking. you turn around? Why did you turn around? I didn't because I was probably concerned I would be creepy. And so. Yeah, that's a gamble. They either like this is a fun moment with other fans, or they're like this yeah. creepy guy is I know. Know, creeping and so, on us, and now we're stuck in line together for like right. an hour. <laughs> exactly. And when it comes to that, I will often take the safe route. <laughs> so, I'll oh, the a... the risk of being uh, being perceived as prick, prick, uh, creepy is the risk. It's even you, if that happens, the even that risk is really. Is nothing right? The, the cause of that. But I'm saying, if you turn around and did do enjoy the game, then you have a lot of more fun, right? So, yeah, I mean, I guess know, I'm I saying wanted... the risk of like the cause of that and then the gain of that is asymmetric, right? Right. Now it would have been cool if I would have turned and they would have been cool with it, and then I, I would, you know. Because I heard them talking about like other groups, and they're like, I think they're trying to name members, and they're like, I, I'm like whispering to my friend, I'm like, I know all the members of that group, you know, and I, didn't want, <laughs> and I really wanted to like, try, and I would say stuff out loud, like to see if they'd hear me and stuff, you know, but like, yeah, I probably should have just tr- took the chance and turned around and done it, and then if I was just creepy, I could have just turned back around and been like, well, yeah, that, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. that was no embarrassing. Zero yeah, that's talk. true. Right. Yeah. Isn't that you're not gonna get killed or anything? That's fair. So- <laughs> <laughs> all right. So- I guess, uh, yeah, I mean, talking about, oh, so were you guys wearing masks in that stadium? That's something I you could. Know. I mean, you did. Um, I, I was over there. there. It was, I think it was sold out. I mean, I want to say it was like, I mean, yeah, how much no, you think, it, it, it was 18 to 20,000. It, like, it was packed. Wow. Yeah, it was like, packed. Honestly, it may have been more than that, actually, because most basketball stadiums seat 18 to 20,000 and the whole floor was covered too. So it yeah, may have been over the 20. Floor up. So, yeah, they need a bigger stadium. Got to go to the, you know, well, the Brave I, Stadium or something. Yeah, yeah. Mercedes Benz. I, I would guess if Blackpink came, they would do Mercedes Benz twice as like really like slightly smaller than them. So right, it's because Blackpink. I think it's they're a little bit bigger internationally because they have more international members. Like so, Blackpink. There's four of them. Uh, you have Jenny, Rose, Lisa, and Jisoo. And so Jenny, uh, she, she, and three out of the four of them could speak like perfect English. Jisoo is actually pretty good English too, but she's still like, she's straight up from Korea. And, uh, so she's got like a pretty thick, like Korean accent, but she can understand English very well and she could speak it pretty decently too. But like Rose, she's like from Australia, you know, so she's Korean, but she's like from Australia. So she could speak English fine. And she's got, like I said, you know, Australian accent and everything Uh. like that. Uh, Lisa's from Thailand. Uh, her like stepdad, like th- throughout her whole life, he's like some Swedish chef. And, ah. um, uh, and so he speaks English pretty well. So she speaks English, you know, so she had alert. So she, so, so Lisa, she's from Thailand. She like came to Korea to like train for this and she had no idea how to speak Korean and like learned it, like being a trainee and stuff like that, you know, and so, mm. uh, so she learned to speak Korean fluently. And then Jenny, 
is from Korea, but lived in New Zealand, moved to Australia for a little bit, and then eventually lived in New Zealand for like many, many years, and then came back to Korea to train and do all that kind of stuff. So she knew English going in and stuff like that. So I think they're big internationally because you have like one girl from Thailand, you have two of them from like Australia, mm. New Zealand and stuff, one from Korea. And, they, and the fact that they can speak really good English, I think like, you know, yeah. relates to to western people too you know and and then there's different concepts of like k-pop stuff like there's girl so there are girl crush concept and girl crush concept is like empowered women sort of deal it's sort of like i'm badass and like you know i don't need no man and like you know we're fierce and so like that's sort of like the concept of black pink i think there's even like girlier ones like there's like girls generation who they were like second that was like second generation girls and stuff like that. They were, they were big. They were probably like the first big girl group and whatnot. And I think their concept was a, something different. It might've been like more cutesy or something like that. So, mm-hmm. um, so it just, it just varies and stuff. So Michael's, Michael's uh, bias of black pink, I believe is uh rosé. Rosie. All right. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Moving on. It, it varies. <laughs> no, it varies. <laughs> Michael likes the stuff. Listen, he, it, he got into it. He'll listen to it on his own. When did he get into it? When did you when did you get him into it? I, mean, I got into it the last six months to a year, I guess. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So I probably got get? it. I got probably into it like probably during COVID. Like I would say probably during like oh. 2020 time a little bit. So that's pretty friend, recent. That's very, that's very recent. Yeah. Nice. I haven't been into K pop like very long, you know what I mean? So I mean what, what trigger it? I don't I don't even know, honestly. I think um our friend Paige, she started getting into like K dramas. And then I think I was watching a little bit with her. And then I think just like. Wait, you only get into K-drama recently too? Like 2020? Yeah, dude. Yeah. So for the past like two years, oh, I really only you got You miss it. a lot, dude. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I we started watching cut. like 10, 20 years ago. So Yeah. So you're probably. I know. You have like. I know. You have a more extensive. But I have stopped seeing so, yeah. No, but that's anyway. good. Because then he can go back over like, you know, a decade of yeah. just the best shows. Right. And just like yeah. watch them whenever he wants. That's true. That's true. So, but. so yeah, so it's been fairly new. I'm, I'm trying to think what really got me into Blackpink. I think I, and it's weird because I would see them. So they, they debuted in like 2016 and, and it wasn't until I got into them. I'm like, I've seen them before, like just online, like seeing stuff like, you know, like they, they do a lot of like, I guess over there is something called like V live, which I think is like their equivalent to like almost like a Facebook, no, maybe not a Facebook, but like, I don't know. It's like, it's like you get on live and your fans, they're talking to you and stuff. And like, you're just like, yeah, hey, we're, we're these celebrities and we're, you know, I'm at, a, I'm here and I'm hanging out with my other coast, you know, person or whatever it is. I don't know. And so, uh, so I would see them before. And then I, I, I don't know what happened. I, I maybe, Maybe I saw a music video. Maybe we were just looking around. We we're like, oh, maybe we were just like, let's look at some of this stuff. We're like, oh, I heard of Blackpink. And then they had, and I watched their documentary on Netflix, which got me more into them and stuff like that. Um, and I just really like their music. So I was just like, man, this is some good stuff. I just, I don't know. It's just different, you know? So when, when did you get a, when did you get a Blackpink uh, figurine? <laughs> I have Blackpink. I don't have twice figurines. I don't think I know. I mean, so when did it. you get it? Uh, when did I get these? Probably like a year ago or something like that. Oh, okay. Because so. uh, assuming like in my mind, like, oh, you probably like fan of them for like I don't know, long time. Yeah. You know? I know. So- <laughs> no, I'm a new guy into it. So, well, my friend Paige and I, our friend Paige, she, her and I, like you know, so so the reason why we have these figures is because they were like sort of like the mystery packs sort of deal, and we were just like look because we we're looking at merch. I was like, I want to get like a shirt. Like by the way, this is a twice hoodie. 
I bought this off of Red Bubble. It was only like 40 bucks. So I bought this like before the show because I didn't like some of the merch they were having. So I was like, I wanted to find something new and different. So this is like their their logo, right? The T and the W, and it's just a bunch of the different girls like on it and stuff like that. So, oh. so to me, I heard only 40 bucks. To me, it's like, oh, it's 40 bucks. It's nice expensive. And you say only 40 bucks. Well, it is. I, I don't disagree with you. You know, I guess I say it's only 40 bucks compared to like, oh, if yeah, you thought they're like legit merchandise, it's like 70. Yeah. So well, like, I guess this is, you know, with the price of one of theirs, I could about two of these, I guess. So, yeah, you know, and it's a custom, I guess. So maybe that's, mm. you know, but normally I wouldn't spend $40 for a hoodie. So, you know. So you did, you, you did mention that when you saw, like, when you first, like, exposed that black pink and I, it's, and you find all oh, this is you like this a lot and you say it's like very different right so i guess yeah. uh i'm not sure if you can articulate wasn't different i guess i guess because like you know even though you know i think you know i think even like my parents have asked or people have just been like how do you even michael's like you know you, you can't understand what they're saying right it's korean yeah. if you don't know yeah. korean oh yeah but i guess i like Right. So you're like, you know, you don't know. I don't know what the lyrics are, always are. I mean, I've picked up Korean here and there from watching K-dramas and listening to some of the stuff. So you're like, OK, you know, I, I can kind of know what that is. But sometimes I, I really don't, you know. And and then if you look at the translation, it's going to be it might feel weird because I feel like that's a translation. Right. I feel like with a lot of language, like they're saying something and it might if you know it, it's it's coming out differently than if you just were to like, oh, here's like the Google Translate. And you're like, well, that's kind of a weird lyric. You know, how does that make sense? But you're like, yeah, but I feel like it translates differently with it. Uh, but I like the melody, right? I like the the how, like, even though it's in Korean, I don't know what they're saying. I like the vocal melody of it. You know, I like the musicality. I like, like, the beats they make. Um, and just, uh, it's just catchy. I don't know. There's just, it's it? just, you know. Does it touch you emotionally in a way? In um, you know, way? it's it's different than that, right? Like, yeah. like if I would if I go for like emotional touch, like all right, like my my all time favorite band of all time is like Pearl Jam, right? You know, yeah. like um, give me some like good old '90s stuff, or like yeah, Pearl Jam. I don't know, like good classic rock stuff like that might be different. Maybe it's because it's in English, and I know what there's you know, it's the lyrics are different, right? I'm listening a little bit more to the lyrics, and generally when I listen to music, actually lyrics is like the, the last thing I really listen to. Oh, really? okay. When I hear music, I'm literally listening to like, I'm listening to like what the music is, and then I'm listening to like how the vocal melody is. Because sometimes it can be great lyrics, but if it's not a catchy vocal melody, I like I'm not into it, you know. Or if the person's voice isn't that great, then I'm like, oh, I'm not, you know. I can like certain bands for the music, but not for the singer. I might like some bands that for the singer, and maybe not necessarily for the music per se. And be like, oh, they have a good voice, but I don't really care for their stuff, let's say. But uh, you know, I don't know. There's just something, I guess it's just catchy music. It's, it, there's a, there's a bit of a repetitiveness to it, but nothing outrageous. Like, it's not like, you know, it's like any other song, right? You hear that chorus probably like three times, mm-hmm. you know, like think of any song and think of like, you're, you're going to sing and you're going to sing the chorus and it probably emerges in that song three times. You're going to hear a verse. And then, like I said, the formula of it, verse, a chorus, verse, chorus, a breakdown, and then like chorus, and then it ends, mm-hmm. you know, cause the chorus is like your, that's your catchy part. That's your, let's say like the refrain, right? You hear that over again. Um, and I guess just with some of the K-pop stuff, it just was, it was just fun. You know, mm-hmm. that's what I mean. Like, like twice, twice and black people are very different with some of their music and stuff. Twice, I think is a little bit heavier with some of the stuff they do a little bit harder. Uh, twice, you know, we'll do that too, but twice also has a very good, like just a good driving, you know, like type of like dance beat, you know what I mean? Like, Gotcha. Um, I mean, I recommend it to everybody. I mean, you, you know, check it out. You know, I could what? tell you some songs that I'd be like, all right, I recommend getting into this one first versus like this other stuff. You know, I think 
I'm not if you guys remember, but uh, I think Korean pop like got really big in America was around Gangnam Style, right? In 2010 or 11. Yeah, that Are was yeah. Psy, yeah, Psy yeah. brought it. Psy was like, yeah. I think, really like brought. I mean, I feel like K, like K-pop was kind of like small here. It was kind of going on, but I think once like Psy happened and Gundam Style was a thing, like that yeah. was everyone was like, oh shit, you know. Yeah. And see, that's in English, right? Like everything in that is Korean, but he's like, Opa Gundam Style, and so yeah. that's in English, Gundam Style, and everyone knows that, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then they, you know, and then you do the dance, you know. <laughs> so. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> that's like don't bring back those flashbacks, man. I don't yeah, want to remember man. like the end of high school and people doing that dance and stuff, right? Like, oh uh, yeah. Oh, anyway. I get it. <laughs> you know, he did a song with Scoop Dog, with Snoop Dogg, Scoop Dogg. Uh, Side did the guy who did Gotham Style. Like, there's a song, you know, which I forgot. I've never, I haven't heard that in years. But yeah, he did a team up with Snoop Dogg. So you know, mm-hmm. Snoop Dogg's into it. You know, so you're like, all right. You know, if Snoop Dogg right. likes it, then it's got to be good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially when you smoke weed. Yeah, we well, yeah exactly. Yeah, get high and K-pop is great. You're like, this is yeah. good shit. I could fuck with this, you know. Okay. So I mean, it's just good head bop and stuff. I like I like anything with the groove and that can get me moving. And mm-hmm. I guess that's what I really like about K-pop is that it's just got this really good driving beat, you know. And you just sort of you know, and you just want to dance to it, and you're just like, yeah, you know. And then like the choreography could be really fun too. You know, and stuff. And it's just, I don't know, it's just fun music, I guess. Is what I like yeah. and, and I guess what I like about not really always understanding the lyrics is because, yeah, you know what? I don't want that to hit. I, sometimes I don't, it, it's more like if it hits me on an emotional level, it's probably more like a good emotional level, more like it's, it's fun. And I'm like, maybe not, it's, a, it's more of an escape for me. Whereas if I want to like really, if I want to feel, then maybe that's when I'll listen to like Pearl Jam, like some sound garden, you know, guys who are like, they're more poets with what they write. You know, listen to some Beatles or something like that, you know, Rolling Stones, whatever, right? Where they're, they're writing lyrics and it's a little bit more poetic. And that's when I'm like, okay, I want to feel here. Listen to some Adele or something, right? You know, mm. I guess if you have a heartbreak or whatever, but, uh, mm. you know, but like, yeah, K-pop is sort of like, I could just escape. I don't have to like know exactly what they're singing about. Like I, I get it, you know, and I could, I could look up the lyrics and whatnot, but like, you know, and it's not what they're singing about. It's bad. It's just like, I just, I, I, I'm there for the music. I'm there for the vocals and the melody. But the lyrics kind of don't, they could say whatever, you know, they, they could be like singing death to America. And I would just be like, yeah, you know, <laughs> like going with it and like not caring, you know, and be like, this is fun. And you're like, you know, this is an anthem about destroying America in the West. And I'd be like, someone's got to, <laughs> someone's got to put us down. I don't know. Exactly. That's fine. You yeah. Know, so. You might as well have been Koreans. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, why not? Right. You know, so, at, least it's, at least it's the South Korea. Yeah. yeah <laughs> South Korea, exactly. <laughs> Which, funny enough, see, in North Korea, Kim Jong-un, he likes K-pop. That Red Velvet, uh, a group, they came and he wanted them to perform for him. So, like, they came and, like, performed for Kim Jong-un and stuff like that. And, like, he posed a picture with them. And his bias was this girl in the group called Irene. Her name is Irene. That's, like, her English name. I can't remember exactly her Korean name. But uh, Bu Se-hung or something like that, I think. Yeah. Um, but uh, – and although the girls were like afraid of posing with him and stuff, she's like, I'll do it fine, you know. So like <laughs> so he's like next door and stuff, and you're just like, Oh my god, you know. Yeah. So maybe K pop is the cure to, you know, the world's the strife of the world, you know. I mean, if Kim Jong un can sit here and enjoy some K pop, maybe Putin will too. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna say. Send some K pop to Russia. Oh my gosh. Yeah. K pop <laughs> diplomacy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so mm. 
but yeah, no, it's good stuff. I, I, I don't know. I like it. I love to go. I mean, I've never really, the far as I've been overseas is like Mexico. So I haven't even been to Europe yet, but I would, but honestly, like Tokyo, Japan has always been on my list. Uh, I, I love Japanese history. So it's like my, you know, I more, I know more about Japanese history than I do Korean history per se, but, uh, well, Korean you're about to say more than American history. But. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I mean, maybe, honestly, there might be, I might know a little more about that. There could be a chance that, uh, you know, I could probably tell you who like the fifth emperor was of the Heian dynasty. You know, no, I'm just kidding. Well, I guess uh, uh, you say Nick... the fifth American president. Uh, I don't know who the fifth. I don't know. Was. <laughs> yeah. Not well, after Thomas Hamilton? Jefferson, right? Huh? Not Alexander Hamilton. Was he the fifth? Alexander Hamilton wasn't a president. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah he got killed. I, I think it was the second Adams. Yeah, it was Washington. Yeah, Sam. John Quincy yeah, Adams. Samuel Adams. <laughs> John Quincy Adams. Little Sam Adams. You know, he was the best president that we've ever had. He was either fifth or sixth. Yeah, John Quincy was either fifth or sixth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike's showing off his prestigious uh, high school yeah. education there. I think, and that may have been eighth grade where we had to memorize the presidents. So I guess next topic for Jake is uh, Japanese history. Ah, dude, I'd love to go into that stuff, man. I, I, well, we, so cool. I, oh, I did on. propose we're going to talk about weeps, but man, oh, God. Good. don't bring me on for that. That's, that's <laughs> why well, not? I have one quick question, though, for Jake. I'm going to yeah. interrupt for a sec. The last samurai, how accurate was it on a scale from zero to 10? Oh, Last Samurai? I mean, the movie? I love that movie, honestly. In terms good of movie, accurate, but how accurate was it? I mean, in terms of exactly what? I mean, it was during the, it was during like, the 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 Meiji restoration period was like Edo period, you know. So it was like what, like eighteen, like it was like the the late eighteen hundreds, essentially, because it was after the Civil War. Um, uh, I mean, it depends on what you mean exactly. Like, could an American guy go there and just be fine? Probably not. You know, what I mean, like, um, although you know, there was a black samurai named um, Yasuke or something like that, um, and he was sort of became like the emperor's like. Like not like a right hand man. I think he was more of like an executioner or something like that. But he was, mm-hmm. but and maybe not even officially technically a samurai. The samurais were like knights, mm-hmm. right? You know what I mean? Like you were like a lord almost. You know, it was like what you were. But uh, yeah, I mean, on a scale of one to ten for Last Samurai, maybe like a four or something. The three. I mean, you know, I mean, the aesthetic I think is there. You know, the fact that they were, you know, at the time Japan was like, you know, they were still isolationist, but they were like loud. They allowed trade to come, Western trade to come in, you know, and they were getting influenced by the Western. And then, you know, samurais were getting, you know, um, outlawed and stuff like that. So it was essentially the end of like the samurai period, which lasted, you know, hundreds of years, obviously, you know. And so, uh, um, so with that aspect, I think it was pretty accurate. But in terms of like Tom Cruise doing shit, like probably not, you know, but, uh, but it's a fun movie. I love, I love, Honestly, that's one of my favorite Tom Cruise movies. I don't, yeah. I'm not a big Tom Cruise fan, but like Last Samurai, I've seen several times. So it is, it's, it's a, a good movie. I'll agree. Even if yeah. some of the premise seems a little out there, right? For sure. How things worked out, but you're like, it's good to watch. Exactly. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So no, but it's a, yeah. I mean, what kid, what kid doesn't love like ninjas and like samurais as a kid? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you love that shit as a kid, I guess, as a boy. You're like, oh, dude, like, that's so awesome. And then, like, you know, I guess you, 
And I just researched it up and looked up more, you know, like ninjas didn't look like your typical ninjas, right? You know, they didn't wear the all black and the face stuff. I mean, you know, there was some of that that happened a little bit later on during like the Sengoku period, which was like the warring states period, which is all the cool stuff that happened in Japan, right? Like when you, that's what you think of like, when you think of like the height of samurai, it was like the Sengoku period. And so ninjas were, you know, yeah, you can probably have some reconnaissance where like, yeah, they would dress and they would wear more like blue and like green. They wouldn't wear black. They want to look like the, the background, you know, like the nature i guess right and so i think if you're wearing all black in front of a sky you might actually see that where you want to wear blues like a darker blue um and also ninjas weren't like they weren't always like that right ninjas were actually they started off as just sort of like farmers that's why the weapons would be like sickles and sickles on like chains like a kasurigana is what it's called and why their swords were different than like katanas right they were short they were straight and they have these big subas which is the guard they were square because presumably what they would do is like, here's a wall I got to get over. I'd stab the sword in the ground and I could step on the square. It was like a bigger guard, right? You know, like the hand guard. And you could step on that and then like grab on to the ledge and then use your feet to hold on your sword and bring it up. And there you go. And so like ninjutsu, the art, you know, that the martial art. And we talk when we talk about martial arts, I personally love ninjutsu a lot because it was it's an art form that's more like bone breaking because ninjas they weren't fighters like if you went head to head with a samurai you're probably going to die so like the tactic would be like break a break a limb hurt them and like dispatch them and then get out of there you know but essentially the ninjas started off as just like farmers and they would spy you know so like most ninjas aren't going to be like i'm going to wear the cool ninja garb and go out yes that eventually happened but they mainly started off as just like you know maybe even monks and they're going to spy on stuff and like you know so they were the original practitioner of no cheating no championships Exactly. You know, I mean, right. Yeah. Because samurais would fear, they actually would fear that because samurais were all about like dying in battle and dying, you know, in a fight and stuff. So they were afraid of like, you know, being killed in their sleep or something like that or poisoned or, you know, where they couldn't defend themselves. So, yeah, that was cheating. Right. That was your way of, you know, here you go. And and, and, then, yeah, I mean, Sun Tzu would would appreciate that. I mean, yeah, you know, war war doesn't matter. It doesn't when it comes to fighting. And this is my philosophy, even even if you're just like a person, like if you're like, oh, my God, I'm about to get in a bar fight here. One, we're adults now. You should just not you should avoid it because if you kill them on accident, then your life is over or vice versa. But I always believed that, yeah, size can be a big factor. And and if it's extreme, then, yeah, it's going to be a huge factor. But I always believe that it's just whoever's crazier, you know, yeah, cheap, right? Like, I'll bite a dude's nose off if I got it, if I. You know, I don't give a shit, you know, like you got to fight to survive. You got to fight to win, you know, and there you go. That's, so. that's what that's what Jack Reacher says. Now, you know, when you uh, his best advice of fighting is tell your opponent you're going to hit him and, and count of three, but hit and count of two. Right. There you go. <laughs> Just sucker punch him. You know, especially if they're bigger than you, man. You're like, I got to exactly. do what I can to, to survive. I'll take a beer bottle and whatever, mm-hmm. you know, so or you just run. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yes, no, Japanese is right. I do love Jap. I don't know. It's some cool stuff. So because cool. you just because I just love samurais and, you know, swords. I don't know. It's just sword fighting in general is just cool to me. I don't know. I wish we can. I wish we can go back to that. <laughs> you know, this this war, whole, this whole Ukraine and Russia thing would be a lot easier if there wasn't like nukes involved. You know, like just saying samurais. Yeah, yeah, just send it some samurai. Exactly. Just a, a two hundred people on each side go to a field with some swords, and then you know, last man standing, right? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and you know what? You don't have to kill each other. Let's just make it a LARP thing. You know what I mean? Just get some foam <laughs> swords, just LARP it. You know, and then no one really has to die. And then if you're just, you know, that's the last person that wins, and there you go, it settles it all. 
All right. So. <laughs> we All solved right. everything tonight, guys. This is great. You know, Stay K-pop cur- cures it. LARPing cures it. I mean, you know, nerd culture all the way, right? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for next next topic. Jake's next topic. Weeps. No, God, don't do that <laughs> shit. Don't bring me. Don't drag me into those motherfuckers. You know what I mean? I don't know. Are you not a weep? You not weep? I don't think so. No. What am I? How, is, am I a weeb because I'm knowledgeable of it? And I like some the stuff. Japanese but I, history. It sounds a little bit, but maybe it's only borderline. Okay, not too bad. Weebs don't get laid. Okay, weebs. Weebs stay. The weebs are all about like while you were getting laid, I was studying. I was busy studying the blade. You know, mm. I'm like I did both. <laughs> <laughs> Jake's like I have the katana on my wall, but I do got the katana. You know. <laughs> It's the Pussy Slayer 3000 is what I call it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. <laughs> Listen, Ben Franklin would be proud of this, okay? Who? Ben Franklin. I'm saying Ben Franklin. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've clearly kept to the spirit of bettering ourselves by talking about important issues of the day. You know, really... <laughs> really did that today i I mean escapism right i mean we're all we're all hearing stuff about the war and all this stuff going on i mean you know everyone's got to escape a little bit you know if k-pop does it then that's what you know no i mean if you look at twitter i i did the other day and the top two trends were like oh twice yeah yeah well well no i mean one of the so uh okay so the top two trends on twitter right now are uh Manchester United and Sunday vibes. Ukraine is four. So <laughs> I, Sunday I saw, vibes is yeah. <laughs> I saw like an interesting thing with like on Twitter, like uh like the different trends like before what like they stopped the media stuff with like Russia or whatever like that. Like uh, mm-hmm. like you you're not seeing as many like of the uh you know Russian trolls like you know dividing mm-hmm. our you know like like the top like Twitter stuff or whatever it was, maybe it wasn't Twitter exactly, but it was just sort of like internet search or whatever. Like you had a shitload of Ben Shapiro shit on there and like just a bunch of right wing stuff. But since the whole like everything's been going on, it's like, ah, here's what's really going on. And the reason why I mentioned twice, because twice was on there and it's probably because they're touring and stuff and other K-pop shit was on there as well amongst many other different lists. But you're not having all the like what the Russian you know, computer farms, all the people, right. You know, all the servers that they're sitting there and like flooding our systems with like fake news and all this shit, all this divisive stuff. And then now that since that stopped, you're seeing, you're like, Oh, no more, no more G no more grand theft auto three screenshots anymore on MJ, you know? So. Yeah. If you're, if someone's like, you know, replies and likes to their tweets dropped by like 60% the day after Russia was banned from Twitter, you're just like, Hmm. hmm yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah. Then you're like, Oh, okay. That's suspicious. Yeah, definitely. So I know it'll be interesting. What happens? I don't know. All right. Shoe. You're, you're the next topic, right? Thanks you. Is it me? I yeah. thought, no, oh, no. Our last episode was team. Who did teams? You're like, right. Oh, God. I got to call it. dysfunctions of a team. Yeah. You're absolutely right. All right. All right. Well, well, then we don't know what the next topic is, but I'll get on. We can always talk about weeps. <laughs> I really don't think that'd be a, a good or enjoyable podcast, but hey. maybe one day you'll break me down and I'll say, okay. <laughs> I enjoy it, I think. Like, I don't think our standards are very high, but we got to maintain some standards. What if the weeb episode is your highest episode yet? You know what I mean? Exactly. All the weebs are like, I love this. They're call- They're trying to call in. They're like, wait a second here. 
<laughs> we don't have any lines to call in. But they're like, <laughs> yeah, they're like they're trying to email. Them. They're like, how do we email these guys? They're, they're, they're misconstruing a bunch of shit. Who we are? This is our world. This is our culture. When we used to, when we used to be live, Matt Sullivan actually did write. Like, oh yeah, he he wrote in while we were live once, but it was he wasn't a question though. It was just like Juto Club, you know. But, mm. so, oh. but yeah. So all right, well. Whenever this episode gets released, Matt will have an episode that follows that at some indeterminate period of time. Mm. So. Very exciting. Right. Hold your <laughs> breath, folks. Junto Club. <laughs>